Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 609 of the Locked On Senator Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And Brandon Pillar's still out on the East Coast, so he's not with me today, but he did record today's Send Central Citizen with me before he left. So stay tuned for that. We've got Brett Murdoch coming up. Great conversation with him about the excitement this offseason has provided for Ottawa Senators fans. And despite a little bit of a waning in terms of signings around the league, the Sens brought back an old friend. Will he start in the NHL or AHL? We'll get into that. Plus, a way too early look at the 2022-23 Belleville Senators. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, July 27th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to subscribe to the channel, Locked On Senators, and hit the thumbs up. It does go a long way to like the video as well. You can also listen on your favorite audio platform from Apple, Spotify, wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Now, I want to start off today's show on a bit of a serious note. Bobby Ryan, a fan favorite in the city of Ottawa, spent numerous seasons here in the nation's capital. We know his story, the rehab, came back from his battle with alcoholism to score a hat-trick in his first home game. What a moment that was right before COVID. Certainly, uh, everyone's cheering for him. And uh, news came out last night that there was a bit of a relapse. And we know that linear progress is not a thing. Every day, you just want to be the best you can. So we're, we're rooting for Bobby Ryan here. Just one one step backwards with the ability to now take two, three, four, five, six steps forward. So just wanted to let everyone know that our thoughts on here on our show are with Bobby Ryan. We know he's a great dude, does a lot for the community, especially in Ottawa. You know, Bobby Ryan's all-star kids. He got the suite rented out and uh, just a, a class act all around. So we're rooting for the best for Bobby. He put out a note this morning on Twitter after the reports came out yesterday and an incident, not even an incident, just um, something happened at the Nashville airport and um, ultimately just kind of, I don't know if it should have been public in the first place. It was one of those like TMZ type uh, outlets that put it out, but certainly it was great to see all the empathy coming together through Sens fans and the hockey world in its totality for Bobby Ryan. So we're thinking about you, Bobby, and uh, we wish him all the best going forward. Just wanted to get that out there to start today's show. We do have a great show coming up, although you're stuck with just me again, Pilsy, out in Halifax, although he's having a great time. I don't know if you're following Pilsy out on social media, but he got uh, he got a chance to run into a friend of the show yesterday out in Halifax. Here, I'll see if I can pull this up here on YouTube, but it was awesome to see Igor Sokolov getting to catch up with Pilsy, and some of the comments were so funny here. I got a great laugh out of People saying that, uh, you know, Pillsy's certified tall guy now. 
as, as you can see, Igor's a big boy, a six four, and Pilsy matching him up there. Igor looks ready to go, man. The Shark Lob, he's going to have a big year, hoping to make an impact. He got a little taste of NHL action last year, but can Igor Sokolov take another step? We'll have him on the show here in the next couple of weeks uh, when Pilsy gets back, and we'll ask him what he's doing to prepare, but obviously living out in Halifax throughout this off season. So good on Pilsy, enjoying the East Coast lifestyle. He's getting lots of tips and tricks. Um, eating some Donair pizza the other day, so uh, great to see he's living his best life with his girlfriend Simone out on the East Coast. Again, so Friday's show coming up. I'll have Leems Martian with me a little bit. We'll shoot the breeze on the offseason of the Senators and some topics we've got in the hopper there. We also are going to make an announcement on Friday, so stay tuned for that as well. And then Pilsy's going to take over next week. Again, some pre-recorded interviews as well, but I'm off for my birthday trip. So uh, we'll have Pilsy taking care of you on Wednesday and Friday, and we will not have a show on Monday. It's the August long weekend. Crazy to think it's already August, but just means we're that much closer to Ottawa Senators hockey. All right, the Sens did bless us with a little bit of news yesterday. Jace Howerluck is back. Forward spent a chunk, a little portion of the season after being claimed off waivers in 2019-2020 with the Ottawa Senators and actually made a bit of an impact. Seven points in those 11 games that he got to play. So it'll be interesting to see where he slots in because he signed a two-way contract. So is he going to push for that fourth line spot that I have inhabited by Parker Kelly right now on the left wing side. Could Jace Howerluck, at least it creates some training camp battles, which we'll see a few of. Like Mark Castellic, he had a great little run at 4C last year. Is he going to be the fourth line center to start next season? I asked that on Twitter and the, uh, the replies are really close. Uh, nothing gets me fired up like a very close poll. I'll give you the results right after our Send Central Citizen, because I want to get to that first. But the question is, where does Mark Castellic start next season? Is it in the NHL or the AHL? I've put together a projected lineup for the Belleville Senators. You can also find it on Twitter at Send Central. But I'm going to pull it up after the Send Central Citizen, and we'll go over that real quickly and see where does Jace Howerluck fit in? Where does Mark Castellic fit in? What about Ridley Gregg and Angus Crookshank? the forgotten prospect after he missed much of last season with injury. So stay tuned for all that. But let's get to today's Sense Central Citizen with Brett Murdoch after I tell you a quick word from our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports wagering needs, and it's the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find all the latest odds, props, player performance, anything. Like even where the next fired coach is going to land. They even had a really fun prop when Matthew Gachuk was in the trade rumor mill of where his next team would be. So you can bet on anything. Bet online remains the best spot for sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. You can head to the website today to learn more about the trends and action. It's betonline.net where the game starts. All right, let's get to this week's Send Central Citizen. It's Brett Murdoch. All right, we now welcome on this week's Send Central Citizen, and what better way to bring the segment back than with an electric Ottawa Senators fan himself. We got the pleasure to meet this next guest at the meetup before the April 23rd game where the Sens smoked the Montreal Canadiens. We now welcome on Brett Murdoch. You can follow him on Twitter at Brett Sens. Brett, how are you doing today? Welcome to Locked On Senators. 
I'm good, guys. How are you? It's been a long time coming. Yeah, no doubt. Not only uh, for you to get on the show, but it's been a long time since the season ended. How are you staying up to date with the Sens every day here as we lead into next year? It must be an exciting time, isn't it? I will say that it's it's been a great uh, a great off season for the Sens. They've they've done uh, really really good things. Uh, of course, the trade of the two times. I'm 40 goal scorer bringing in Debrinka. I didn't have to give up anything to get him. That was a steal of a trade. And, uh, of course, bringing in the hometown boy. And uh, so it's been, and of course, we can't forget about the addition of Cam Talbot uh, for the for trading of Gustafson. So that was also a trade that caught me off guard. But, uh We've done some really good moves this offseason. Can't wait for next season. What's been the biggest move uh, so far for you out of all those you just talked about or other ones? Which one do you think is the most impactful? I would probably have to say the Debrinka trade just because we're acquiring a two-time 40-goal scorer from the Chicago Blackhawks. However, I'm, I'm still a little bit a little bit skeptical because until we see the production on the ice, we don't exactly know what, how many goals he's going to score. But if he, if he can produce that, that many goals with Ottawa, then that's going to be a good trade for us. Are you nervous that he can't do that without Patrick Kane? That's probably the one thing that a lot of us Senators fans are maybe a little bit concerned about is that, you know, as good as Timmy Stutzla is, you know, he's not a Patrick Kane. So that's why I'm just a little bit hesitant. But do I think that he can put score? Do I think he can put the puck in the net? Hands down. But I don't think he'll have the points that he maybe had with Chicago with Patty Kane. Yeah, it's going to be a great storyline to follow throughout this season. Now, Brett, we always start these off the same way. How'd you become an Ottawa Senators fan? So I've I've been I've been a Sens fan probably. Uh, I'd have to say probably back to the days when they were when they made it to the Stanley Cup final in 06-07, when we had. Uh, you know, the great players like Alfie and, and Heater and Spez and the Pizza Line and Razor and Net, uh, Ray Emery and Chris Phillips and Wade Redden and all those guys. So I'd probably say about probably about back to that year is when I became a fan. Now, was it simply a geographical thing? I know you're from the Ottawa area. Was it just, hey, this is my hometown team, I love them? Or is there some kind of other connection that brought you to be a Sens fan? No, you're you're basically bang on there, Pilsy. It, it was more the fact that it was geographical and, and close to, to where I lived. And I've just basically been a fan ever since. Now... Here's to say that if I was living closer to Toronto, would I be a fan of the Leafs? I'd probably say not, but I'm good, glad that I good. stuck it out with the Sens. 
Pillsy, does that not look like the most comfortable chair you've ever seen? I've been looking at it this whole chat. Like, how comfortable is that chair, Brett? You look like <laughs> is that your sense watching chair too? Uh, it's, it's not, it's not really my, my sense watching chair. I only tend to sit, sit here when I'm streaming the games online, if I can't watch the games on TV. But other than that, it's, it's just, it's just a comfy chair. What can I say? <laughs> Super comfy chair. Everyone should be watching this on YouTube and see Brett just lounging, having a good time. Pierre Dorian deserves one of those chairs in his office for all the work he's put in this offseason. But going back to the early days of you becoming an Ottawa Senators fan, we always like to leave Daniel Alfredson aside because it's an easy answer. Who else were some of the first Ottawa Senators that you fell in love with when you started following the team? So I would probably say um, Mike Fisher for sure. He was definitely... um, uh, second on my list next to, uh, of course, uh, Alfie. And then um, I'd probably say after Fish, it was probably um, Chris Neal, of course, a fan favorite uh, amongst the fan base. And uh, I'll even put uh, a name in there hasn't been thrown out there yet is Chris Kelly. He was also uh, a fan favorite of mine as well when he was with the team for as well so who's who's gonna be that guy in this upcoming sense team right we know the top six looks fantastic right now but who are gonna be those bottom six guys that you think fans will fall in love with the style that they play well under under dj's uh system he's we've got gambrell coming back for another year so I would say that fourth line of him and Austin Watson and, uh, of course, Parker Kelly um, uh, uh, was another good addition in that uh, bottom six. So I would say that that line was that line will be very, very good. And then if they manage to um, to keep that third line intact with Formington, and if Pinto can stay healthy for a full season and uh, and Joseph, that's going to be a really good bottom six, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I love the forward core right now. Before we get fully into today's team, I want to take it back. Uh, I love doing the nostalgia in Send Central Citizen, so I want to squeeze as much nostalgia as I can out of this. What are some of your favorite early memories of uh, the Sens? doesn't have to be biggest moments or anything, just... For you personally, what are some moments and memories that stick out being a Sens fan? Everyone's everyone's favorite of me when Alfie scored the uh, the game uh, winning goal against Buffalo to send them to the Stanley Cup is uh, definitely uh, is definitely number one for me. But a big one for me was when Ryan I think it was Ryan Dezingle that scored that tying goal against Pittsburgh to. Uh, send the game to overtime against Pittsburgh. That was another another big one when they in their 2017 yep. Stanley Cup run. I remember I was very very excited uh, when they tied that game up. But then, uh, of course, the the Coon and Snuck were in overtime. Really put a dagger in everyone's heart because um, I. 
I truthfully think we would have we could have beaten the Nashville Predators in oh, Stanley yeah. Cup final. I think we would have brought the Stanley Cup home to Ottawa that year. Um, <clears throat> but definitely their 2017 run was was incredible with uh, the style that Guy Boucher had them playing. Uh, Dion Phaneuf's overtime winner against Boston. I wasn't there, but I got to see it on uh, on TV. That was incredible. That's one of my favorite moments too, Brett. I love yeah. that Phaneuf goal with that little jump that he does after. Yeah. All-time yeah. Um Carlson skating on one foot. The remarkable play that he made to Broussard for the tying goal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there were so many memories of that 2017 Stanley Cup run that I really thought that they were going to do it. Clark MacArthur coming back yes. from his concussion was another great story. So I really think that they that they would have won, uh, that they could have gone to the finals that year. I really do. And uh, so let's get back into today's team. Uh, something I like to ask people is, DJ Smith, he's been the coach for a couple of years here, but let's be honest, he hasn't had exactly the best roster to compete and to succeed. Now, things are a little different. I don't think anyone's saying, okay, the Sens can just have another rebuilding year. There's expectations now. What are your kind of expectations for DJ Smith, and how do you feel about him as the coach going forward now that this is no longer a, a team of young kids that are just rebuilding? Well, I I think DJ um, is going to have to put uh, his stamp on the team this year, knowing that they now have to take the next step with the young core that they now have. Of course, with the additions that they've had and made so far, um, I think there's going to be a lot higher expectations for the team this year. Um However, I still think that we need that top 4D. Um, we're still... The market is really thinning down if you guys haven't been paying attention. Like, even with that Matthew Kachuk trade that was made last night, the fact that Mackenzie Weger was a name we were going after, the fact that he's now off the board, you know, there's really not many other names that are out there. So... I don't know if I'm comfortable with this decor going into camp. Oh, who else is out there that you're going to be able to get? I mean, I've heard the rumblings about Jacob Chikrin, but I just think the price is too hefty to pay. Yeah, the, the D is going to be interesting here, especially we were looking at Marino, we were looking at Uyghur, and now those guys have already been dealt. And uh, yeah, Chikrin, Chikrin's a guy that would be uh, interesting as well. But do you think that this is a problem that the Senators need to go out and bring in a veteran defenseman that's ready already? Or do you kind of feel like maybe one of the prospects, uh, JBD, Lassie Thompson, maybe one of those guys can really step into a role this season? Well, I mean, I, 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 I do think that, that like our prospect pool is very, very deep. And I do think that we could give them a chance. Like we do have the other solid kid that's coming in Jake Sanderson, who's going to be an absolute stud on that blue line. But the hesitation there is, is he going to be able to, to, handle those top four minutes as a, 
as a young defenseman just breaking into the National Hockey League. So I would say I would say the need is still there for a top 4D, but do you really want to be that aggressive and go out and get that top 4D? I mean, we've heard Dorian say that he's comfortable D that he has going into camp. So, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it, but I don't know if we can handle a full 82-game season with we'll tell you that. Yeah, and we heard we also heard Dorian say he was completely comfortable going into the season with three goalies. Two of those goalies are now gone. <laughs> so it's interesting to see how Dorian's going to shape the rest of this offseason. Yeah, 100%. How long of a leash would you give DJ Smith, Brett? And that's my final question. Is Are you looking at that first 20-game sample like they've had the last two years with only four wins? And I know that there's been outside circumstances that have obviously played somewhat of a factor, but you can't. You can't be out of the playoff picture by mid-November. It just can't happen. Like, how long of a, a, pl- a leash are you putting on DJ Smith before you have to start thinking that he's on the hot seat? Well, every Sens fan knows that they have to get off to a really, really good start this season. There's no denying that. So, um, I mean, if you want to give them the first month to see how the team's going to do coming out of the gate then I would say uh, then I would say that'll be his leash. But uh, Dorian knows that uh, the team has to get off to a good start this season because we can't go into a three-peat of getting off to a terrible start because if we, if we do, then all these moves that we've made this offseason were going to be for nothing. So... Um, the building blocks are there. Captain Chucky's there. Uh, Shabbat's there. They've got the leaders. They've got everything in place now. So, I mean, I think I think we're ready to go. Oh, and I'll just mention a few things. Very happy that Brady got engaged. Just want to put that out there. My main man, Captain Clutch, <laughs> I was happy to see that. And uh, I'll be thrilled to see... Uh, more uh, battles of the Kachuk brothers yep. uh, now that he's in Florida. So really good season this year. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. I'm fired up too. And and Ross, I was trying to rack my head around this. Brett may be the first Send Central citizen we've ever had where we've met him in person first. Yes. And then had him on the show. So uh, congrats to you. That's, uh, that's quite the honor. And it was great seeing Brett at our meetup last year. And Brett... We're going to try to plan another one of these. Uh, can we count on you to head to that one as well? We'd love to see you out, uh, out at a game again. Yeah, for sure, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, – uh, I'd love to go to another meetup if you guys uh, definitely organize one. Um, home opener. I'm not sure. Yeah, we're well, looking oh, at the home uh, opener. Yeah, uh, I'm, that's definitely going to be on my on my bucket list for sure is going to the home nice. opener, I think, against the Boston Bruins. So uh, The uh, limping hope- Boston Bruins might be the Providence Bruins without all their talent that's <laughs> going to be missing at the start of the year. So we'll, we'll be ready to maul them, aren't, won't we? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, uh, well, we'll definitely see, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping to make it out to the home opener for sure. I wouldn't miss it. Not not to make the Sens Central Citizen about me, but the last time I saw the Sens and Bruins play 
was when Casper's Dogovans in the shootout flipped his stick upside down <laughs> and tried to do that move. That's the last Sens Bruins game I think I was at because I didn't make it to any during the playoff run. Uh, but what a moment. Hopefully we get another moment like that, Brett. Really appreciate you being a Sen Central citizen, my man. And we look forward to seeing you at the home opener. And everyone needs to go give him a follow on Twitter at Brett Sens. It's Brett Murdoch. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. No problem. Thanks, guys. Had a great time. Stick taps to Brett for joining us. Really appreciate his time. And you can go follow him on Twitter at Brett Sens. All right, we're back. We're talking some Belleville Senators hockey. Some way too early line combinations. But before I pull that up, I wanted to pull up my projected Ottawa Senators lineup. And we have spoken about this on different shows throughout the offseason. Pilsy and I have gone back and forth. And we know there are still two RFAs here. Matthew Joseph and Eric Branstrom both need contracts. But as we have it right now, the Ottawa Senators lineup is as follows. Norris Kachuk Batherson, Stutzla, Debrinket, and Claude Giroux. That still sounds so awesome to say. Stutzla, Debrinket, and Claude Giroux. <laughs> what a world. Third line, we've got Shane Pinto in between Alex Formanton and Matthew Joseph. And the fourth line here, we've got Dylan Gambrell between Parker Kelly and Austin Watson. Earlier this offseason, we had Mark Castellic there, but just for the sake of this exercise, we've put him on the AHL roster. But the fans might think otherwise. We'll, we'll get to that poll in just a moment. But to finish up, we've got Shabbat Zub, Sanderson Hamanick, and then Holden with Branstrom playing the right side. And I have that because in a perfect world, number 22, Nikita Zaitsev, is either in the press box or finding himself a new address. How about the inside info from Brett Wallace? Brent Wallace, friend of the show, he mentioned yesterday on Wally and Mathot, and great interview with Claude Giroux, speaking of him, uh, he was on with them yesterday, and he had a little bit of insider info that the Jacob Chikrin trade rumors are still ongoing. They're not dead just yet, so that'll be something to keep an eye on throughout the offseason, but to get to this poll, now, I want to know what you think. Let us know in the comments, is Mark Castellic going to start in the NHL, or is he going to start in the American Hockey League? We're through 700 votes so far on Twitter, at Send Central is where the poll is here, and it's 53% saying the NHL, and 47% saying the AHL. So that's about as tight as a poll as you can get. So we appreciate everyone for putting in their two cents on Locked On Senators on Twitter. Send Central is the handle. You can also find us on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators, and follow the show on YouTube as well. It does really, really help us with the algorithm. We want to make this show an outlet to make it a little bit better to be an Ottawa Senators fan. And obviously when Pilsy and I are shooting the breeze together, it's a different dynamic, but... Nothing wrong with the little summer solo show. So I uh, hope that uh, hope that they're going well for you guys. We thought we'd mix it up a little bit. Rather than just go black for a couple weeks and, and go off air, we figured let's just keep the show rolling. There's lots to chat about. The Jace Howerlick signing certainly just adds one little more dimension about this offseason. Like this Belleville Sens team, and we'll get to it right now, they're stacked. They're, they really are. I thought they had a good team last year, but – especially looking at these young guys they're integrating into the lineup, it's even more impressive now that they're going to have their second, third season for Roby Jarventi and Igor Sokolov. Like, talk about how time flies. And if you're watching on YouTube, I've pulled up the lineup here. And 
Also, let me know in the comments if you think that other guys would fit better on different lines. For me, the second and third line here are pretty much interchangeable. You could even say the bottom three lines are interchangeable. And say what you want about Scott Sabrin, but as an AHL player, this guy can make an impact. He wore a letter for Belleville last season. But the way I've broken it down here is Ridley Gregg, top line center. I would almost prefer him to play top line minutes in Belleville next year rather than play eight minutes a night in Ottawa. Certainly he can be a call-up when there's an injury, but I don't think I feel the necessity to have him start in the National Hockey League. If he's earned it, if he goes between the legs, backhand shelf like he did against Winnipeg last year, well, maybe in preseason, maybe maybe you start him there and maybe you just keep him for that first game to get the suspension out of the way and then you can make a decision on him. But I have Ridley Gregg starting next season in the AHL where he's had a little bit, I would say an espresso, not quite a cup of coffee, but he's had an espresso in the AHL playing seven games before the WHL pod started in 2021. And then he got that one game in the playoffs where I thought he looked fantastic. So we've got Ridley Gregg at center in between Victor Lodine, who certainly made an impact in his short stint in Belleville at the end of last season and Igor Sokolov, who I just expect to get to another level next season. And certainly I think he's got that in him. Second line, I've got Mark Kastelik in between Jace Howerluck and Roby Jarventi. And the reason why I've got these two players with Jarventi is they bring a certain aspect that maybe Jarventi is still working on. And that is the, um, what would I call it? Forechecking ability. The ability to separate player from puck, to hound pucks defensively. But Castellic and Howerla can also open up space for Jarventi. And I think that that will help him increase. We know he, his release is, is super fast and he can get his shot off in a hurry. But how much more effective will he be with these two guys on his line? And I think Jace Howerluck will be a solid playmaker at the AHL level as well. Certainly, uh, Rourke Chartier made an impact with Belleville in his short period of time with them. He, he suffered an injury, missed a lot of games. But I've got Rourke Chartier centering Jake Lucini, who was the top scorer for Belleville last year, and Angus Crookshank over on the other wing. Angus, what a beauty that guy is. He's been a two-time guest on Locked On Senators, and we're cheering for him to really bounce back after suffering such a devastating injury in rookie camp. But if you're following him on Instagram, this guy's ready to go. He's, he's training as you'd expect him to be, and, and he's going to be back in time and ready to go. On defense, how about how about this decor? Like This might be a top five decor in the American Hockey League. You've got a bit of veteran presence. You've got some top-end prospects, and then maybe some guys who are still battling to be considered a prospect. We've got... Dylan Hetherington with, with Lassie Thompson. Then we've got Jonathan Aspero with Jacob Bernard Docker. And newcomer Jacob Larson with Max Gannett. So I think that this will all be interesting to see how it plays out. Christians Rubens we have as the extra defenseman. And I should mention Matthew Wedman on a one-way AHL contract. He's available in the forward cores as well. Actually, sorry, I got a little excited. I skipped the fourth line there. It's Philip Dau with Cole Reinhardt and Scott Sabrin. That's just an energy line that'll bring you a little bit of offensive ability as well with Dau uh, having his second attempt at a rookie season. He played about 15 games before going back ultimately to St. John to finish the season in the QMJHL. In goal, Mad Sogard, I'd expect to really carry the mail for this team this year. I'd expect him to play probably 
50, 55 games, call-ups dependent, of course, there. And then Mando, Kevin Mando lazy. You, you got to love what you've seen out of his development. Um, you know, it, it, for a six-round pick, I want to say he was, uh, certainly had a little time in the ECHL, which is just different. It's kind of like uh, ping-pong hockey. Balls, pucks just bouncing all over the place. You know, it's hard to get into a set style. Just look at Gus's numbers in the ECHL. Look at Joey DeCord's numbers. It's hard to really settle into a rhythm down at that level. But he battled through and he's back. I expect him to be the backup this year. And then they brought in Antoine Bebo just as a, a Michael McNiven type guy you know uh, if if you have injuries you want to be able to have a veteran guy down there a guy who can give you spot starts but I'd expect Bebo to play some games in the ECHL as well so that's kind of how I see the Belleville Sens shaping out and that to me looks like a real solid team so I'd expect them to be competing next season for a Calder Cup which we've been saying time after time and I know if you heard our interview with Carson Latimer on Monday, I'm still sour about the format for the playoffs this past year in the AHL. Coming home for your first game when you are the home uh, the home ice advantage technically and you're already facing elimination. So don't get me going and all wound up on that once again. But let me know in the comments what you think about this Belleville Sens team. Where's Jace Howerluck going to play most of his games next year? And what's next? the Ottawa Senators. Is a defenseman still a realistic possibility? I want to hear all that in the comments and we'll be back on Friday to bring you some more Locked On Senators. But for today we say goodbye. Thanks again to Brett Murdoch for being a Sen Central citizen. We'll have another citizen already in the bank next Wednesday. Really excited for you guys to hear from Evan LaSalle who's going to come up next week. And also for Brandon Pillar who's probably out there sipping some Alexander Keys somewhere. I'm Ross Levitan, and you've been listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day.